Introduction. A company manufacturing a product finds that the market for its product is currently saturated. The managing director of the company calls a meeting of all the functional heads to discuss the problem. In the meeting it emerges that while the production runs cannot be shortened or cut off because of the underlying economics, the market doesn't seem to let up. The problem before the managing director is what should be done now. One of the suggestions that emerges during the meeting is to expand the market size by crossing the national frontiers. To this suggestion the managing director has posed certain fundamental questions, where should we expand? How can we do this? Would it be feasible to maintain the expansion even when the domestic market lets up? Basically the managing director has raised the fundamental questions that are posed by any international marketer. We shall attempt to answer these questions in this block but before we answer these questions, let us understand the definition and reasons for international marketing and foreign trade. Definitions When a country crosses its national frontiers to market its product it is indulging in international marketing. As defined by Philip Cadira and John M. Hess international marketing is the performance of business activities that direct the flow of a company's goods and services to consumers or users in more than one nation. Yes, the definition sounds very similar to that of marketing, for it is meant to be, the only difference being that marketing task is carried out in more than one nation. This fact by itself adds many complexities to the marketing task, as we shall see later on. As per the definition given by the American Marketing Association, Marketing is the process of planning and executing the conception, pricing, promotion and distribution of goods, services and ideas to create exchanges that satisfy individual and organizational objectives. This definition can be extended to define international marketing as the process of planning and executing the conception, pricing, promotion and distribution of goods, services and ideas to create exchanges that satisfy individual and organizational objectives, in more than one nation. It means in international marketing, Activities are undertaken in several countries and such activities should be coordinated across nations. Thus international marketing is the coordinated marketing process undertaken in several countries. In the common parlance, the terms international marketing and foreign trade are used interchangeably. But actually they are different and deal with different issues. The term foreign trade is used when we want to talk about trade between nations. It has a macro perspective whereas international marketing, M, has a managerial perspective. M deals with issues which concern a firm and not the nation as a whole and therefore the questions raised in each area are of a different nature as we shall see later. Reasons and Motivations Underlying International Trade and International Business There is growing contraction of the world because of better communication and transportation facilities, and the rapid development of domestic economies and concomitant increases in purchasing power of the people. The current interest in international marketing and foreign trade can be explained in terms of changing structures and dynamic changes in demand characteristics of world markets. Both, the firm and country have reasons for entering into international business and foreign trade. While the reasons are often interlinked, each has its own premise. International business. The vast domestic markets have provided the firms an opportunity for continued growth which finally reaches a point where the possibility of continued expansion levels off. The survival of these firms has come into question, for it has become increasingly difficult for these firms to sustain customary rates of growth as demanded by their shareholders. These companies have been forced by the economic criterion to locate international markets to sell their surplus production and to gain cost advantages. Besides this, foreign markets may offer high profit margins, which gives added impetus for going international. Most of tile firms world over are gearing up for action for besides these reasons the governments of various countries are providing support and incentives to firms involved in foreign trade. Reasons for entering into international markets. Product life cycle, and product may be at the end of its life cycle in one market and not even introduced in another. 
The unwillingness of the firm to write off its productive assets may force it into international markets. Competition, in an effort to avoid competition, which may be intense in the domestic market, the firm may choose to go international. Excess capacity, in an effort to minimize its fixed cost per unit, tile firm may undertake foreign orders. Geographic diversification, this has to do with the strategy that a firm may adopt. Instead of extending its product line the firm may just choose to expand its market by going international. Increasing the market size, in an effort to expand its operation a firm may choose to go international. International trade. With the growth of materialism, every individual has become interested in improving his slash her standard of living in terms of material comforts. This has forced the governments into foreign trade to yield the underlying economic benefits and thereby improving the standard of living of its people. The gains from international trade arise from the local production advantages which in itself is a function of differences in availability and the cost of factors of production. Thus the difference in factors like the capital availability and cost of capital, specialization of labor, their wage factor, availability of managerial talent, determine the area of product specialization that a country will enter into to gain the cost advantage. The production specialization will lead to an improvement in productivity and thereby an increase in the real income if the countries indulge in free trade. This explains the reason for importance of balance of payment of a nation and exchange rate. Theories of international trade. Historically, nations have been trading with each other for hundreds of years for profit or because they do not have enough resources, land, labor and capital to satisfy all the needs of consumers. For example, Japan has a highly skilled labor force that use technologically advanced equipments to produce cars and electrical equipment, however it does not have its own oil fields. Saudi Arabia has large supplies of oil, but lacks the resources to produce cars and electrical equipments. Trade between Saudi Arabia and Japan will allow both countries to obtain goods and services that they cannot produce themselves. Specialization and trade can then deliver higher living standards to all countries as resources are being used more efficiently. In economics, three theories have been propounded for explaining tile reason for foreign trade. These theories are equilibrium theory. Underlying each of these theories is the theory of relative advantage. The theory of relative advantage. The theory of relative advantage deals with the trade of goods and commodities. It is based on the premise that a nation gains by trading with other nations in those goods in which it has an advantage over the other nations in terms of cost of production. This advantage in terms of cost of production could be absolute or comparative. Let us illustrate this further using the classical theory to explain these concepts. Factor endowments. Each country has different types and amounts of resources that will determine what they can or cannot produce. The combination of these resources, land, labor, capital and enterprise, is referred to as a country's factor endowment. Factor endowments are determined by geographical features such as climatic conditions and natural resources, historical development and political stability, social and demographic issues, economic development, size and quality of the workforce, and access to capital, entrepreneurial skills and the freedom to pursue entrepreneurial activities. For example, India has a large supply of natural resources such as coal, iron ore and cheap manpower. Japan has a highly skilled workforce that uses advanced technology to produce cars and electrical equipments. China has a large population and can supply cheap labor to produce competitively priced textile, clothing and footwear products. Bolivia, however, is a landlocked country with few natural resources and an unstable political environment. Because of the different factor endowments, trade would be beneficial for each of these countries. Trade allows countries to have access to goods and services that are not produced or cannot be produced efficiently. 